Welcome to You're Making It Worse. I'm Elliot Glazer. I'm H. Allen Scott. And I'm Brent Sullivan. We're here. We're queer. Help! Textual Healing. So the Republican Study Committee, a conservative caucus that includes more than 70% of all the GOP House members, issued a handout recently at a private meeting in the Capitol where they asked members to contact Amazon with concerns about what they referred to as Amazon censorship. They urged the members to pressure Amazon to resume selling a set of controversial gay conversion therapy books after Amazon announced that they would no longer carry them. And they're written by the, quote, father of conversion therapy. Which is uh, wild. <laughs> I, I love when Republicans who are, of course, I mean, ultimate champions of free market, uh, yeah. uh, open markets and such, will use will wield their power to impact a company like Amazon so that they will sell these books. And it's like, well, that's well, that's the game you guys play. It's interesting because you're right. They are sort of, you know, the leaders of a free market message. Right. But. I think to them, them saying you can't ban these books just like you can't ban pro-gay books is them saying that's a free market. You have to make the marketplace open and fair to all Americans. And I think yeah, to them, they are thinking it's a free market message. But the Republican Study Committee well, memo recommended that pretending member, it is, yeah. yeah. They were recommended that the members read a story from the Federalist, <laughs> <laughs> which charged that Amazon was being like hypocritical because it sold books by Hitler and, and Mussolini. But they said, quote, the gay community, a supposedly oppressed and marginalized group, wields an extravagant amount of power today and does so without regard for the rights of anyone who chooses not to support them. Did you know Notice the use of the word extravagant. Yeah, oh, I, I did. I yeah. thought that was so now, interestingly, uh, interestingly coded. Can where, I yeah. say something controversial? <clears throat> sure. I think I side with the Republicans here. Why? And not for the reasons that they're giving. I vehemently think that everybody, no matter how ugly or gross the message is, mm. has the right to write down and say whatever they want. And this is the libertarian in me, I think, sure. has, has the right to say and do whatever, well, not do, but say whatever they want because we are a country <laughs> yeah. of free speech. Now, yes, Amazon is Very a mu- free But must Amazon also. publish it? Well, and that's that's another issue because I think people like I always laugh at authors who were like, yeah, I'm a published author, and they're like self-published. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? It's um, like, it's we like should they, also they self-staple it in their yeah. Homes. And it's yeah. like I should we should just add. I've worked the, hard to be a published person. <laughs> we should you add the, the books are written by Dr. Joseph Nicolisi, who was a Catholic psychologist, mm-hmm. an author, and therapist. He's now long, he's no longer with us. He died of the flu in <laughs> but, 2017. Um, he uh, wrote A Parent's Guide to Preventing Homosexuality and Reparative Therapy of Male Homosexuality. And that's, yeah. what, the, that's what they want back in circulation. The yeah. books are shit. The books yeah. are bullshit. The Republicans' reasoning for why Amazon should sell these books is bullshit. I will say that. They're, the way they say it. But I do think that a company that is selling products, just like a gay couple should be able to go to a bakery and get a cake, the, a, a person who believes in conversion therapy, I, even though you're a fucking idiot, should yeah. be able to go to Amazon and buy a book on it. And, and I, I, I think fundamentally the principles are the same. You can't discriminate against how 
about well, people, the the, the yeah. viewpoints of other of people. But can Amazon? If you're a business now, Twitter's a different situation because Twitter isn't selling anything to you. You're you're electing to be a part of a social media group, whereas Amazon is an actual business. And but, but they decide yeah, but any, they decide any, any what business, they want to put yeah, in circulation, can pick right? And choose what they well, but how is it any different than from a bakery saying a gay couple can't buy a cake well, there? Then? I, all right, so I think I think this was the the argument that I that I struggled with the most was. You know, if they do have Mein Kampf on Amazon, which yeah. it sounds like they do, and not that I've ever looked for it, I've um, read it. If they do have books by David, you're allowed to read and, it. Yeah, yeah, you can read it. Yeah, but I mean, point being, because I, I want to know how horrible this person was, sure. just yeah, like yeah, yeah. I want to read the yeah. conversion therapy thing and know how horrible they are. But 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 point being, I started to wonder why, what, you know, substantively, what is the difference between. Uh, Keeping conversion therapy from uh, being sold on it, being readily available and, you know, uh, and allowing books like Mein Kampf to be on there. And the only thing, the only <clears throat> distinguishing characteristic I could think of was, His, I guess, that historical we, perspective or something, historical perspective. And I guess we don't we, we you know, Who's we don't this we don't be a fear perspective someday. I, 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 when someone buys the book Mein Kampf. I, in my head, I'm like, well, I don't think that that person is going to become Hitler. Yeah. Right. It's but not like someone... it's not really a guide, whereas right. these are right. <laughs> these are yeah. guides. Whereas well, I, I worry it is kind that, well, of a guide. On, it is on. kind of a guide. Hold on. But I worry that if someone bought, uh, if a kid, you know, or a parent for their kid bought mm -hmm. a book about conversion therapy, that can fuck with their head. Obviously, we know it kind of leads to a higher rate of suicide. Yeah, the the Journal a... of Homosexuality said in 2018 that it can obviously have an adverse effect on mental health and increase the risk of suicide. But yeah. how? Of course. And but I also don't. There's a lot of things. I mean, I hate that I'm having to. Yeah, this. I know. I'm, a, I'm surprised. But, but I think I'm not, I, it's a no, fair argument. You get what I'm saying. Yeah. That I, I mean, as a writer and especially all of us as comedians, we don't want people telling us what we can and can't not say. Yeah. Right. We don't. Yeah. Everything can be made into a joke. And I don't want a business that is solely there to sell products. They sell douche shit. They yeah, sell yeah. dildos. <laughs> they Excuse sell, me. They you son no, of a bitch. They do. They sell, they sell everything. everything. And if we're going to yeah. say that a bakery has to be able to sell a, a fucking cake to a gay couple because they can't say no to that couple because of religious objections, then we have to tell Amazon, you have to be able to sell this conversion therapy book because these people unfortunately believe in it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You, can, you can price it really expensive, you can do whatever shady business shit you wanna do to mm -hmm. make this book inaccessible, but fundamentally- That's a funny idea. make it expensive. But fundamentally, I That's think really we have funny. to be equal in yeah. how we look but at this. But then at the same time, like I mean, I guess it's, it's different because like, Cake and cakes and cupcakes are like what you go to a bakery for, whereas Amazon, because they do sell everything, dildos. I, I don't, I don't know who who like decides what inventory is included. Like they used to, obviously, they started as just a book company. Yeah, yeah. and now they do everything. I, I wonder if or who or what is the deciding factor in whether a book is in circulation there. I don't know. I mean, I would like to look at other self-published books that. Possibly, I disagree with. I'm sure there's and, other insane books on, on there, Amazon. Let, well, let me look it up. Let me look up if there's ever been anything. What else has been banned from Amazon? Mm. Uh, no, I mean, I just, I find, I mean, I don't want books necessarily on conversion in existence. I will say that. I need to put that on the yeah. record. But yeah. that said, I also. I really, really, really believe in free speech. Do you believe and what the... I, I believe Sorry. that people should be able to 
frankly, write whatever they want to write, even if it pisses me off. And on top of that, if Amazon has a platform of being able to self-publish and if they have these these rules that, you know, have a political agenda attached to them or a moral or religious agenda attached to them. That kind of pisses me off. Yeah. Like, how do you feel about the Republican Study Committee also saying in that same memo, how long until the most widely read book in the world, wink, wink, the Bible, <laughs> is banned because it takes a dim view on homosexuality? Well, the Republicans <laughs> are being idiots. Yeah, yeah, Their yeah. whole stance is being idiots. But Ugh. principally, I think if we scale back some of the language yeah. and we look at it just fundamentally as a free, free speech, speech issue. I was issue. surprised that Amazon buckled because uh, according to the article, they said that it was after like uh, a change.org petition got 80,000 signatures 80,000 signatures yeah, yeah. like fucking nothing. nothing nothing so i was surprised that that amazon but also what other books are on amazon i mean i'm sure there are so many crazy <laughs> yeah. books that, that you can there's probably a book on amazon on how to build a bomb oh of so I, I by the way I, so i looked this up i cuz this reminded me of a very famous instance in which someone in what was it 1979 the progressive which was a uh a left-leaning magazine in Madison, Wisconsin, wanted to publish an article on how to make a hydrogen bomb. Yeah. And it was this very famous case because obviously um, uh, lots of people thought that there was, you know, that that posed sort of a clear and present danger to mm-hmm. society as a whole. And then others were arguing that this is this is their right to publish this. And the ultimately right it. it actually – it was litigated. It was blocked initially by a fe- by a federal judge, and during litigation, it was like published by another newspaper, and yeah. so it it has been published. Needless to say, it's a little easier said than done than just yeah. reading I mean, uh, the, about how to make a hydrogen bomb. But, but the fundamentals there a little bit difference in language. Like you have the right to write it. Uh-huh. The publisher, as a publisher, has the right to say no to it. Mm-hmm. Whereas if Amazon has an open door publishing on their self-published books and they're being very nitpicky on what they will and won't accept Mm -hmm. that's a sketchy area Mm -hmm. and that's also an avenue that if big corporate businesses i mean you have elizabeth warren on the campaign trail talking about what what the 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 amount of access that facebook has to our private information the amount of these corporate this these corporate huge corporate companies are able to influence our lives should they be able especially a company that's a business that is selling products to us should they be able to then make moral judgments for us i don't think so because i don't think it's any different than the bakery Mm. i still love my amazon It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Not even joking. Billy Lee, thank you for being here. Thank you. Yes, thank you for having me. So you were formerly on the show Vanderpump Rules. Yes. A very popular show, Vanderpump Rules. Yes. So can I, as somebody who, I I watch a limited amount of reality TV. Right. My reality TV diet tends to be like work, this makes sense, but like workplaces. Yeah. So like, I like my favorite reality show was called Airline. It was like from the oh, year yeah. 2000. Yeah. It was, Southwest, it was, right? Yeah. Disaster. It was a disaster. It was the best. It was well, just no, like. Explain what it was. Yeah, it was 
cameras in three different airports <laughs> across the country, and you just saw the everyday ticket like agents. disasters <laughs> yeah. for these poor ticket I agents. I tried so hard to get on that show because I was going to school in Chicago when they were filming, and they were filming at Midway at, Airport. It yeah. was one of the three airports, and I was never camera ready. Yeah. Oh, boo. Uh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so you literally just watch people have like go through like the struggle of trying to get on an airplane. It is yeah. so bland, and I love it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but that's why. So I'm fascinated by Vanderpump Rules. Yeah, we've because, evolved. For no, because sure. we've evolved into a point where I guess when I heard about the show, they're like, "Oh, it's going to take place at the at um, oh, Sir. Or Sir." Yes. And at a restaurant. At a yeah. restaurant, and I was like, "Oh, cool! Like a workplace. Sh- I love a workplace yeah. reality show." Yeah, yeah. And that's then, where all the drama is. Yeah, you know? right. it it's is like, though. Have you? So, but ultimately, like, I don't know if I'm allowed to ask about the peek behind the curtain, but it 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 it's such a different. It's such a different animal than just like a workplace show. It's like human stuff. Yeah. How would you describe yeah. it? Um, well, I think personally, I've been in restaurants my whole life, working in restaurants, mm. and I owned one. Like it's. It's you know you're you're there being of service for people and people can be really annoying and you're dealing with food and you're dealing with hungry people so yeah. so people can get like crazy yeah. yeah and I mean we all know the hangry like my boyfriend's like oh my god someone give her something to eat <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah but that's made out back yeah <laughs> made out back before my waiting salad. for the brown bread yeah, yeah exactly um, but. Then on top of it, you know, you're like thrown in with this chaos and you're like working with people and you, you know, there's like feelings involved and you're stressed out. And then you also want to release some of that stress by drinking alcohol and having right. sex. Yeah. So it's just like yeah. a combination. You want to release it. That's hilarious. <laughs> well, OK, so like release the tension, the logistics. Yeah. Like I get a Real Housewives reality, which Vanderpump Rules is a spinoff of Real yes. Housewives of Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. And from Lisa Vanderpump, is ca- former cast member now. Yeah, I love her. And love her. And <clears throat> the the logistics of how it works, because like in a restaurant, is it just open to the public that people can come in and then they have to sign a form to be on the show? Yeah, like, how it's does... open to public. I mean, That's you're crazy. literally like, while you're filming. While you're filming, you're like rushing around and you're trying to like step over camera equipment and then also Same. like get people out of the way and then everyone has their phones out because they're so excited to see people working in front of a camera. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, can you just get the fuck out of the way? Yeah. Like, it's, it's crazy. Did you ever yeah. have customers who went only to be on film? Yeah, I mean, Ever, you, oh my God, that must yeah. it's, it's LA, it's, it's LA, LA. It's, yeah. sir. Everyone's yeah. wanting that fifteen Everyone minutes. Wants it. Yeah, um, I mean, we we call them campers, where they sit there and, and like they wait for four hours at the <gasps> oh, table. God. And you know, as a host, you're like, we need to sit at this table. We have like five yeah. reservations at this table. Can you get up? Yeah, um, yeah. So we call them campers. Um, I think the most challenging thing is like when you're like really going through something and you have this really dramatic scene and you're crying and then the cameras you walk away from the cameras and you're basically exiting a scene and someone comes up to you and is like, hey, can I get a picture? Yeah. And you're like sobbing. Oh, yeah. And then ranch? you're like, can I just get yeah. a second? Can you just yeah, give yeah, me yeah. a second? And they're like, oh, she's such a bitch. Oh my God. And you're like, I'm crying over here. Like, <laughs> I just got yelled at. Like, It's definitely hard to when it's open to public, but it's real. Yeah. It's but real it's, life. It's so. all, it's real, real? It's real, real. I or, mean, or half real. No, it's real, real. It's definitely real emotions. I do think, you know, here's the thing when I say that it's a little confusing when it's real because at the end of the day, sometimes you are not in situations like, you know, 
people have to show up to work and you have to like face these people and go to lunch with them because you know everyone's mm-hmm. telling you like you really need to hash this out and you need to go to lunch and talk to her yeah in real life you might not ever so you're kind of forced <laughs> in these situations <laughs> because work they're through problems yeah they're yeah, yeah. encouraging you to work yeah. through problems which really means please throw a glass of yeah. wine in your face <laughs> oh my god my well i also think yeah. there's a difference between like a lot of the tlc ones or maybe the a and e one and is probably a little bit different but TLC mm-hmm. ones those are presenting sort of a reality he in that like integrity. this is a person who has a fucked up relationship yeah. with another person right. on this one episode or whatever mm-hmm. whereas like on Bravo it is about relationships it's an yeah. ongoing series about relationships yeah. so like you're not presenting one issue of a mother I feel like Bravo and, and you could probably speak to this I mean you did a little bit already but Bravo kind of developed the a world in which every conflict needs to be resolved or like like the the nuance of human existence there's no room for it on a bravo yeah. show mm-hmm. yeah no that's true you and... can't live small you can't live small you can't let anything go it's like mm-hmm. uh, you know and and i wonder if like how similar that is to the the service industry because you you work in it for so long i mean relationships must run really tense and and tension must run high in those kind of places oh yeah for sure and honestly, I think, too, is because there's alcohol involved. As soon as I quit Sir and I quit the show, I don't really drink anymore. Mm, yeah. I don't drink. I don't yeah. smoke weed anymore. Um, I say, like, life is preparing me to have a baby, um, yeah. like, to adopt. So, uh, and just take, you know, everything to the next level. But I, yeah, I, I'm not in the restaurant business anymore, so I don't feel the need to drink. But I'm telling you, when you walk in a Sir, especially, like, all the people, and then when also you're famous and they want photos... And they want your attention, and then there's cameras. Like, I need a drink. Yeah, like, sure. Some of yeah. my coworkers yeah. and castmates, like, we literally sneak in the back and we take a shot of tequila and we down a beer and we have a smoke, and then we're ready to go. That yeah, sounds like me during every date. Um, <laughs> yeah. Can I ask you? Because uh, I, I, I'm sorry, I don't know the history. Were you already working at the restaurant, but, but when um, the show came, and how did you? Well, feel no, about, I joined like... the sixth and seventh season. Oh, got it. Okay. And they're filming the eighth right now, and that's when I decided. I didn't go back to the eighth season. Um, yeah, I, I joined, and it was a really challenging time for me. I'm a very spiritual person, so I was, like, living my life. I was doing ayahuasca ceremonies. No. I was just on this no. healing path. Yeah. Oh, my God. And Have you ever done it? No, but I, I've heard sto- I've heard horror stories. They're oh, hard to really? me. Yeah, about uh, diarrhea. And I, throwing up. Up <laughs> I threw up a lot. My first couple. I've I, only I thrown up. I've done it once, and I only threw up. About you, yeah, me too. Wait, yeah. wait Billy, did you yeah. do one of those like retreats where you go away and you do it for like days at a time? No, I did it here in like um an, an estate at an estate in uh-huh. Los Angeles. I have a shaman, and I've done it like five times oh. with oh. the same shaman. And you enjoy it every time. No, my first couple were awful. Oh. I think it's because I held on to a lot of shame from my childhood, um, just being born and raised in a trailer park in Indiana, and it was like all white people, and you mm-hmm. know, I was misdiagnosed. They didn't know even know the word trans, either did I. And I just held on to a lot of shame, and I think my first couple ceremonies, I purged, but I purged all that that I was holding on to. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I wouldn't be here today living the life that I live for, without uh, my shaman and ayahuasca. That's wild. That's great. Did you do the, like, I'm so, I'm just so fascinated with it. Like, you see, like, from the stories that I've told, you see, like, s- cr- visions and you, and there's, like, some, you know, symbolism and you see all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really connected with you that you did it five times. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been in some really dark times as a child where my parents, like, dropped me off, um, 
at a place like a stranger's place why they went out and did bad things and I was at such a scary time that I like had no one and I felt this like I remember being in this trailer like a really young age and I felt this overwhelming comfort because I was crying and I was so scared and through difficult times in my life I felt this overwhelming comfort it was just a feeling like mm-hmm. almost like a spirit guide around me and I'm not a religious person so I just didn't know but I but I I felt like okay I have someone protecting me I can't see them but I, I know someone's there and in my ayahuasca ceremony my two spirit guides came to me and wow. it was the same feeling I've always had in those really dark times and yeah I have very powerful um, energy that really protects me and yeah. I think that's one reason why I've made it through all the dark times that's awesome that's yeah. really cool and scary yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's trippy for sure. almost it. everything scary <laughs> almost everything but a lot of drugs <laughs> yeah scare me I'm all about it wait you did ayahuasca uh-huh a couple years ago where mm. here in LA in Echo Park with the shaman yes you have to do it with the sh- well you don't have uh, to I guess you don't have but to you but it's to. definitely best yeah. so they're there if you start to freak out well they yeah. guide you through stuff mm-hmm. it's like a whole spiritual thing music is involved yeah. Yeah. yeah I did it when I was converting to Judaism and mm-hmm. and I wanted as to as is custom just kidding yeah yeah, yeah totally normal <laughs> no and I did it as sort of just like on my spiritual journey just did, sort of figuring yeah. out what I was feeling you threw up I'm sorry to, I'm so obsessed with that I part did, I know I'm sorry I did throw up, wants to know about diarrhea it was, it was like you were saying it it wasn't uncomfortable for me I did I did it did bring about things that maybe were holding me back. Yeah. And hmm. the biggest thing that I got from it, I didn't there were I didn't have no one came and visited me like in your spiritual uh <clears throat> moments, but for me it was more like I found the ability to say no. Oh, like wow. I, I harnessed that that confidence to just to be able to say no. And it like mm-hmm. it, it really felt like I felt all these things, even thinking about it now, it's really emotional. I felt all these things yeah, when I too. when I was doing it. <laughs> and 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 people were telling me things and my dad was a dickhead and I, I, yeah. I was thinking about the abuse and all these things and just saying no to things and having confidence to huh. say no, it just felt, mm-hmm. that's, that's what I got from it. And that's lasted yeah. ever since. Yeah, I've, oh. I still, I, I feel a confidence in just really being uniquely me and not doing things that I don't feel like I should, I, I often did things that I felt like I should be doing. Yeah. And now I don't necessarily feel like I do that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I really got out of it. Mm-hmm. And the conversion, it just kind of all blends yeah. together. But yeah, I only threw up, but I love throwing up. <laughs> yeah. um, I do now. I, I definitely appreciate purging yeah. now. But, <laughs> Billy, there's one thing I do oh, want to say. No. So on the show, you represented um, something that I think is not on television at all, a trans person working in America. And it yeah. wasn't necessarily a blue collar job because, I mean, you know, it wasn't like a diner you were working at it was a very fancy restaurant but still you were a trans woman working in the united states and that is not on television and that was being documented and you you said in some of your experiences that like just because your boss supports you and is all about who you are and supports your identity doesn't necessarily mean your coworkers do can you talk a little bit about that well i think like during you know, Lisa, you know, always wants to press that she's pro LGBTQ yeah. and and that her place uh, like her employees are, too. And I'm like, no, girl, you're not there every day. Yeah. Right. And when the queen walks in the door, everyone is like, oh, you know, on their best behavior. On their best behavior. Yeah. So and as a trans woman, a, a cisgender um you know, woman is not going to hear and see what I hear and see. Mm-hmm. They're just not going to pick up on it. Um. But yeah, it was, you know, um, it was really important for me to be visible in that way because our, 
the trans unemployment rate is three times higher than the general population. Mm-hmm. So we just need people to hire us. Yeah. And um, so I'm very grateful that Lisa did hire me. And that's the reason why I really decided to do the show is so I can be visible. Um, and I think it's weird because some of the girls were like, Billy needs to prove who she is to be our best friend. And I'm like, I'm not there to be your friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm there to pay my bills mm-hmm. and be visible for the trans community. Yeah. And like, that's like number one for me. I'm very involved in my community. I love my community. So um, for these, you know, white cis girls to uh, think that I need to beg for their friendship, right. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> How did some of the yeah, male co workers respond? Yeah. There, yeah, some oh, some of them are like some of my like Tom Sandoval is literally my favorite human being on planet Earth. Yeah, but there are some like you know really nasty people. I mean, Jax Taylor is really close minded. Mm-hmm. When I even when I first started, he would try to compliment me by saying things, but like I'm so involved in my community, I'm an activist, so the compliments were almost like backhanded because yeah. because yeah. I am passable. My other sisters that oh. you know still oh. embrace masculine energy are not attractive. Yeah. Oh. So as as much as he tried at the beginning, but then also he was in the doghouse when I first started, so a lot of people were like, oh my God, he's such an awful person. Mm-hmm. And I really tried holding space and just being kind to him. Um, but that backfired because, you know, at the end of the day, it was really just like, Billy needs to leave because I don't want to say the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I wrote about this, but in the Me Too movement, a lot of guys didn't even want to hire women. Yeah. We don't want to say the wrong thing. We don't want to accidentally touch them the wrong way and lose our career. Right. So mm-hmm. it's very easy if a, if a trans person's making someone uncomfortable <laughs> or questioning your thoughts um, and how you speak to people, mm-hmm. it's better to just get them out of the way. Yeah. I've, I've, I've noticed that sentiment even amongst friends of mine, and I, I think the overwhelming majority of my friends are very trans-friendly, mm-hmm. but the sentiment of like, if someone has transitioned well, that that's better. Well, meaning they pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 As, as they pass. Is that something, uh, I guess... I get that all the time. Yeah. Oh, my God, you wouldn't even know. I, I can't right. even tell. Like, right. you're so beautiful. Like It's demeaning. Um, it's, it's, it's demeaning to hear that. Yeah, because yeah. I look at my trans sisters who still embrace masculine energy or still visibly or visibly trans, and I think they're so beautiful. Yeah. And I think I just wish that... Um, everyone would get to that, you know? It's our differences that make us so beautiful. And I think it also speaks to, I mean, amongst the friends you were saying, like that the elitism, because the socioeconomic rate of trans people being in the poverty level is astronomical in this country. Yeah. And the fact that some can't afford even and don't live in states where they have access to the medicine that they need in order to transition to the identity that they actually are means they can't pass. And yeah. it's demeaning and it's belittling to say that, oh, well, then you, you're you presenting in a mixed way and maybe they just can't afford it. Like, right. Maybe, and, yeah. And, it, and it's become a uh, it's insane, but it's become a, a reason for murder. Yeah. There's just. Oh, yeah. For yeah. sure. Trans yeah. women, especially when trans women of color have been murdered in, yeah. in, in yeah. astronomical rates. It's terrible. Yeah. My black trans sisters are being murdered all the time. And the crazy thing is, like, I like you just said, like they don't have the opportunity and there's so much shame around it. So when a guy is caught up with them and if anyone finds out, they go into like murdering someone. There's an interesting thing is that, you know, um, Sir is in the same neighborhood as um, the Abbey. The two, you know, I mean, the Sir is not necessarily just like a, a, a queer space per se, but it's in the middle of WeHo. Mm-hmm. WeHo's Ab- popular yeah, gay neighborhood yeah, in Los yeah. Angeles. Yeah. Right. And the yeah. Abbey is like the epicenter of all that stuff. But 
recently there was a, a a guy that I know just from from a distance who's who was started a job at the Abbey. I think in a maybe he was like a, a bar back or a mm-hmm. bartender of some kind. And on his first day, Method yeah, the, the manager was speaking really offensively about trans people, trans men, I think in particular. Or, or mm-hmm. uh, but but it was a trans man, right? That yes, said yeah. it. Ezra. And he was talking about a trans woman, which I have a sister who actually works there for with uh, the VIP clients. Yes, wow. and and he was. This was this guy's first day, and, and his manager was. Being just speaking at really a, offensive at, a key bar. at the Abbey. Yeah, yeah, at the Abbey, and the guy, the manager's been there for like twenty some years. Yes, I shared it, and I was like, I demand this guy to be fired. Like, and I don't I think, I, like, I, I demand. Yeah. I don't <laughs> think he was fired. I, I think they issued Ugh. a statement that they were. I, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. I, I'm only paraphrasing, but I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure they issued a statement that they're, you know, the right course of action would be taken. And it was like, mm-hmm. this is insane because <laughs> what that means is that a, a trans guy can't feel safe in the gayest bar in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. like well, that I don't is feel wild. Safe in the gayest bar. Bar in Hollywood, <laughs> right? So, I mean, it takes I don't a long time to get to the bathroom. Oh, yeah, well, it's, it's really worst. not a great bar. Yeah, I guess. Do you, do you find that to be a, a commonality, or do you find there to be some sort of irony within the community that sometimes you feel not necessarily accepted by people in the community? Oh yeah, I think there's definitely a big gap between the trans community and the gay community, mm-hmm. including lesbians. Um, I definitely have gotten that vibe, or like. I'm not, you know, no matter what, I'm not female to some people in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I'm like, how? I know. Mm-hmm. How? <laughs> I know. You think that. Um, but it's it's our mission to educate. And, you know, with, I work with this organization, Flux, which is a mm-hmm. sister organization from the AIDS Health Foundation. Mm-hmm. And we try to, like, have social events that, that really include the trans and the all of LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. So... We can educate and well. Bring it's that nice gap to see together. you helping bring visibility yeah. and using your platform to bring activism to the Absolutely. cause. And I think, you know, I can speak on behalf of everybody for saying thank you. Thank you. We really yeah. appreciate it. Um, You're also just fun. Yeah, you have great nails. <laughs> what's next? Yeah. What's next? Um, what's next? Wow. Because you're no longer at Sir. No longer. Are you going to stay within the service industry or, or move into a different area? No. Pop star. I... Pop star. Pop star. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Um, I am just signed a new deal. I'm working on a new TV show um, with Lionsgate, and then um, I'm doing a talk show, Brunch with Billy. Oh, so cool. I did a brunch oh. thing at Sir, and now it's becoming like a really cute, campy talk show. Great. Um, and Howie Mandel, I'm working with him and um yeah and then i have a, a multiple book deal in the works um, so a little of everything yeah literally a little Mandel, of that's a curveball yeah, yeah. Curve that's really great ball. yeah have you been able to shake his hand yet or he's no 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 yeah. no there's no shaking yeah but <laughs> the ocd is real yeah, yeah, yeah the ocd yeah. is real <laughs> but he's, he's apparently really very lovely guy. yeah he's really great and they're oh. building like he has a um a place in the valley and he's mm-hmm. building a huge sound stage oh wow in the valley so um, yeah, and his executive, Kimmy, and her and I were working together. I just, I'm really happy. You know, I think yeah. uh, I was in a really dark place when I worked at Sir, and I, it took me uh, a long time to, like, really just go back to silence and figure out, like, mm. this isn't right for me, and I can still provide for my community. I can still be visible in other ways, and it doesn't have to be this outlet. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Well, congratulations, awesome. and we're so excited much. for yeah. you and for the next chapter. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thanks for being Thanks, here. Billy. Thanks for oh, having and, me. and where should anybody follow you if, if you'd like them to? Yes, uh, it's at It's Me Billy Lee, and then it's also my blog. It's itsmebillylee.com. Thank you. Yay. Yes. And another thing, a collective ug goes to 
Anthony Porowski. Queer Eyes Anthony Porowski. He is the definition of making it worse in my book. I have... So, guys, if you don't know, I, I don't think I've said this on the podcast, but I am the one in who's DMing you and stuff on <laughs> yeah. Instagram. Like, when right. you respond to the podcast and sometimes yell at us, I am the one that responds. Lots of yelling. And not lots of yelling. Not lots of... Some yelling. Um, how da- lots of how dare you. But I have never received more messages both to... You're making it worse, Instagram account, DM, keep them coming, sure. and to my own <laughs> DM, and I think, Elliot, you've probably received these too, Yep. about Antony, Queer Eyes Antony, and the, I don't even know how to say it, The it's it's vanity run amok, but it's also masked as activism. Uh, I can, and wait, like, wait, 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 this is, this is, I'm excited about this. Yeah. Because this episode is full of curveballs. You took the libertarian approach in the first segment, which yeah. I thought was interesting. I went to his feed. Mm-hmm. I looked through it. I don't get what you guys are talking about. I don't okay. get why it's so well, crazy. Let me let me give some examples. Yeah. First example. One was about the horrible thing that's happening in Poland to LGBT uh, LGBT citizens in Poland. Right. And he posts a picture, sort of standing in alliance with our LGBTQ friends in Poland, and it is a picture of just him modeling, looking to the side. Longingly saying, <laughs> I stand with you. Making the horrible things that are happening in Poland yeah. about Queer Eyes, Antony. Another one, um, congratulating the director on Queer Eye for his Emmy nomination. Well earned. Great production on Queer Eye. Mm-hmm. And he's just standing there in underwear. <laughs> yeah. It is a picture that yeah, right, is right. meant to show off his bulge. There's yeah, one, yeah, he yeah. posted one on Mother's Day where he was literally, it's literally just him standing in underwear. Yeah. And it's like thinking of all the mothers or something. Yeah, thinking yeah. of all the mothers, but, just uh, him yeah. in underwear. So, by the way, I, I, I went to his feed. I don't think, it, I wouldn't follow him. I don't get it. Uh, uh, I mean, I get that some people find him attractive, but whatever, to each their own. So I'm not saying his feed has integrity. I just, to me, it struck me as the very standard Instagram, which was, he does have a link to the Trevor Project. Yeah. Uh, he does have well, some advocacy that isn't exclusively uh, associated with shirtless pictures, which I think is better than some people on Instagram. Sure. I think he's one step, like a <laughs> centimeter a step. step below Max Emerson. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and because he isn't showing his butt left and right every single day. Right, right. That said, I do think that Antony is the poster boy for this sort of like thirsty activism. So yeah, they yeah. they do this thing where they post pictures that blatantly shows off their whatever they are, mm-hmm. their their sexiness, whatever that sexiness is supposed to represent. It ain't sexiness to me. Anthony <laughs> kind of repels me. Well, um, once again, to but, each their own. I mean, you would sit on it. But <laughs> Elliot would. Um I don't think you would actually, Elliot. I don't think you would sit on would it. Would you sit on well, I'll tell you, you know, when the show premiered, I was like, oh, I, you know, like we've talked about, I was, I was like, ah, the, you know, I get why the show's people respond yeah. to it. It makes them cry. I mean, yeah. to me, yeah. it still unfortunately has the same tenant as the original, which is yeah. like these five gay guys all do one thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and yeah, then they make you right. like the 2019 is and then they make you cry. That's the right, 2000, right. 2019 flip. But I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. I thought he was like attractive. And then I remember seeing there was like a, I watched like a video thing on him and he was really interesting that he was talking about um, activism and advocacy and reading books and being literate and understanding the sort of having sort of like a <clears throat> editor, an, uh, historical understanding of being gay. And so that kind of 
yeah. piqued my interest a little bit, and yeah. then very quickly he just became nothing just to me. But about the most thirsty, uh, uh, and he's all he does is sh- shill for like melatonin gummies and stuff. Yeah, and it's like, blows me away. Uh, he, he, he must me have out. gotten such a huge <laughs> deal with the sleepy yeah. melatonin gummies. I mean, he's not—he's yeah. an attractive guy, so he gets well, like modeling and, deals, but it's so boring to I me. I will he's, say he's a good-looking th- version of the Joker. Yeah, oh, because he has, the, he has the lips. Yeah. I will say, I'm sure in his everyday life, he is a perfectly delightful human being. Sure. And I love that he does, even though it is thirsty activism, yeah. activism is activism. I will give you that. Right. And I love that he is pushing for great causes. And you know what? He has a huge platform, millions of followers. Right, right. And I love that, too. And he does seem like an inclusive guy. That said, it just grosses me yeah. out yeah. when someone has to use... Like the, with the issue in Poland, when someone uses a modeling picture of themselves, yeah. when in reality you could show activists being brave in the you streets could show other of people. Poland, yeah. you could show other people who are risking yeah. their lives to exist in their queer identities, instead of a modeling picture that you got paid for. And that's a good point. I mean, in, I mean, oh, well, a couple things here. It's like every a, a guy like that, his Instagram feed is basically O magazine. It's just <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just. It's, he's uh, he's in every picture. Yeah. With that said, everyone knows the algorithm. Yeah. yeah. On Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, incentivizes face pictures. Yes. And so it's not going to get. I bet it would get a third, a quarter of the traction it would if it was just a post or a this or a that. Right. But or, him, it shouldn't. I mean, that, at that, that point, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. That but doesn't matter. To Brent's and point, I, I think yeah. what I mean, what I uh, to Brent's point. When you say like it's like yeah it's kind of standard I agree I just think that because of his platform he is be- he has become the poster boy for exhaustion yeah. meaning like mm-hmm. we can look at more random dudes or like some even like Max Emerson and be like that is deeply offensive you are yeah. deeply uh, uh, hypocritical right. and and troubled person <laughs> right yeah. whereas with right. Anthony I think just because the show is such a phenomenon or that he's so popular that he just by the standard of it all has is that's the reason that he's sort of peak exhaustion just because of the nature of his fame yeah. well and I, I'm just gonna reiterate the about the show queer eye that I, I I've seen the show I think it's well made and stuff, but I, from the very beginning, it just, it really irks me that they went in such a reductive direction and put five gay men in, uh, or or male presenting uh, people on the show when we're living in a world where you could put a trans person, male or female, on the show, and guess what? That would meet the qualifications of Queer Eye. You could put a woman, a lesbian, mm. on the show, and that would, lesbians are also queer. And they would meet the qualifications of Queer Eye. But yet we take this patriarchal direction on it has to be five catty gay men, which I have no problem with catty. I'm fucking catty, too. But what I'm saying is, like, it doesn't have to be all men. And also, also, none of them are into kink. None of them are into scat. (laughs) There's not a single member of that cast that is open about scat. Which Elliot is curious about. Oh, He's sure. Got sure. Yes. Ew, no. I just think it, I mean, for me, again, I mean, it's like... If you're in a scat, no... Yeah, 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 to each yeah, their own, Alan. Wait, he's been quite a bigot. This oh, boy. I have not. I think Jonathan has certainly, you know, changed a lot of minds and, and at least opened yeah. people up to different ideas. I just, again, for me, it's it all kind of boils down to the idea of, like, five gay guys who do one thing and they're all aesthetic yeah. and they're all... It, again, it's just yeah. the same as the original yeah. where I'm like, okay, like it just watch. doesn't yeah, feel yeah, too dynamic to me. me it really pisses yeah. me off there's not a trans person. God love you. Yeah. Well, again, I, I always – I mean I just think it would be so funny if they added one more guy who was like 
Brent. <laughs> <laughs> if they added in, Brent. In my, my and vintage Cedar Point t-shirt. Yeah, where you show them how to make chicken a la Brent. <laughs> or it's like he does stuff with like ranch you, dressing. I, I, I make a meal at home called burger salad. Do you understand how, like what kind of, uh, they call it culture jamming. Culture jamming is like the act of basically jamming through the noise of what is supposed to be a, a, like a product of media. Meaning like, remember that the Grammys where that dude danced on stage during Bob Dylan's song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. it was Soy, so, bomb. soy bomb. Right. So that's like culture jamming. The idea, the act of like actually breaking through the fourth wall a little bit. Sure. To me, it would be an act of culture jamming if Brent went on <laughs> Queer Eye and was like very seriously talked about burger salad, douching, <laughs> sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like yeah. vintage shirts, diarrhea, diarrhea. like right. that would be my dream. Yeah. But that would be fun. We're never going to get there. I still wouldn't watch though, sorry. What would your aunt say? Brent, what would your aunt say about something she heard on today's episode? You don't think Antony's good looking. I think he's better looking than you. <laughs> Antony. Antony. Uh, Antony. Antony. But I like Aunt Tony. That's yeah. better to me. My Aunt Joanne would say, why in the world would H. Allen read Mein Kampf? What's wrong with him? <laughs> History. History. <laughs> what about Aunt Anne? My Aunt Anne would say, I thought... I was, I'm confused. I've been avoiding Queer Eye because I thought queer was offensive. I thought, <laughs> I'm trying to support you. I don't know how. I'm confused. Nice to hear Brent Lathery yawn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening. I'm Elliot Glazer. I am Brent Sullivan. And I am H. Skinny Pop Scott. <laughs> Sexy, unique restaurant Scott. <laughs> Star Bands Audio, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.